Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear... Rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. Hello, everybody. We are flashing back to the red carpet premiere of The Last Black Man in San Francisco way back in May of 2019. We are at the historic Castro Theater. We're talking to the director, Joe Talbot, writer, actor, Jimmy Fails, actors, Jamal Love and Rob Morgan, and the legend and patron saint, of San Francisco, Mr. Danny Glover. So please enjoy. This is a little uh, little intro to a red carpet premiere. Shar and I um, literally ran to and, and sweated our asses off, but it was worth it because it was the uh, red carpet premiere of The Last Black Man in San Francisco at the historic Castro Theater. Um, it was uh, chaotic, if you will, it was um, fun, though, and exciting, and we didn't know who was coming up next, but we were re- really lucky to have, I have the whole list here, uh, the writer, director, producer, Joe Talbot, on the podcast. We had um, lead actor and uh, the writer of the film, Jimmy Fails. These two guys are born and raised San Franciscans, just FYI. We had cast members Rob Morgan on, who um, I'm a big fan of from Stranger Things. Uh, we had Jamal True Love on. Ay, ay, ay. He's really cute. Uh, thanks to his publicist, I believe. Renee. Renee, our good friend Renee. Thora Birch was on the red carpet. Um, and uh, last but not least, the, uh, the legendary Danny Glover was on the show and on the podcast. You'll hear him in just a minute. But it was a it was a fun red carpet, and you'll hear all the excitement in the background. I'm I'm pretty sure you're gonna hear everything. <laughs> you're gonna pick up everything that was happening on that red carpet. That was like when we you know, it's be careful what you wish for. Another one of those be careful what you wish for is, mm-hmm. and in the fact that we always talk about oh the buzz the the energy the craziness that's always fun. You feed off of that energy. Oh my gosh, that was turned up to a thousand. That's too much energy. <laughs> Yeah. And just situationally, the red carpet was out um, in front of the Castro Theater. And the Castro Theater's old, uh, and there's not a lot of space for a lengthy red carpet or the amount of people that actually showed up to this red carpet. So it was a little bit of a clusterfuck. I did not envy my former colleagues who were running it, um, but they did it very well, and they did what they could with what they (laughs) had. had uh including with the wind almost knocking over the step and repeat backdrop behind uh the actors and actresses walking down not to mention all the Red people carpet. that were actually just trying to get inside to the theater <laughs> not to mention like friends of like joe and jimmy just like coming up around and getting on the red carpet that weren't supposed to be there and giving them hugs and taking photos with them <laughs> while they're on the red carpet <laughs> 
it was it was a scene, man. Uh, but it was worth it. So please enjoy uh, all of our interviews uh, on the red carpet of the last black man in San Francisco. Joe, you're a fifth generation San Franciscan and you've been here a hell of a long time and you have a lot of family that was here and is here. How did this script change from when you first started to when you ended it? That's a great question. Thank you. I've, I've heard a lot of the same question tonight, and that's not one I've heard, so that's nice. Um, we started off, we were, in a way, we were really angry. We were angry at what was happening, and we were trying to work through it, and so I think the first draft uh, was, was us working through that anger still more. And with each draft, you polish it, and you try to turn it into something that I think ultimately, hopefully, has empathy throughout, you know? Um, one of my favorite movies is Harold and Maude. That's a movie where there's no bad characters. Even the people that don't support Harold and Maude and their love are not evil. They're just uh, they're people that don't quite get it. And there's a humor with the way they're treated. So, you know, I think for us it's like with each draft you try to refine your feelings and your feelings grow and change over time. And, uh, you know, yeah. It's not a film that I think is like going after people. It's a film, I think it, the, the title may make people feel that way, but it's really a film that's a love letter to San Francisco and the San Francisco we love. And I think, you know, for anyone moving in the city, hopefully, we've tried to really, we spent five years in every little detail of this movie trying to get from every small role to the big ones, to the background. We've really tried to capture what's special about San Francisco to us. So. For people that are interested in, in, in our perspective on San Francisco, you know, I, I hope they could come out June 7th, it'll be in theaters here, and then maybe we can have a conversation afterwards about it. Someone who was born and raised here, what are you hopeful about? Uh, I'm hopeful about the art community. I mean, hopefully this movie helps to have a resurgence of art and it, and it uh, influences, you know, inspires, excuse me, people to, to, to bring that sort of culture back and maybe, you know, I just hope that, you know, they don't they don't take the city completely away from us and that we can, you know, so yeah, no problem, no problem. Hi Rob, thanks so much for being on Bitch Talk, so you can say whatever you want. Yeah. I want to ask you a question, when you picked up this script and read it, did you think you were going to be at the Castro Theater with this mom? Not at all. I didn't envision this at all. I mean, you know, scripts come and go. A lot of them get made. A lot of them don't get off the computer screen. And for this one to get made and, and actually be delivered is a phenomenal feeling. Right. And the timing of this film couldn't be any better, quite frankly. I, I believe I agree 1,000%. You know, I think it's going to be a timeless film. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. We're going to head in, in shortly. So thanks so much for being on, Rob. Hey, bitch talk. Thanks so much for having me, girl. Yeah. yeah. Can you talk about uh, this film and, and what it means for you to be here right now on this night? Because it is crazy as fuck. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Hey, look, this night is monumental to my narrative. Uh, uh, it's enjoyable, to say the least. 
it's been a long journey for me in my life and what I actually went through, uh, being you know uh, convicted and framed by this city from uh, uh, from San Francisco uh, Police Department. But at the same time, I think you know going through something like what I went through to land on this red carpet as I did and feel like it's meant to be. It's a dream come true. Dreams do come true. Oh no, dreams definitely do come true. You know you got to understand the negative to understand the positive, and as long as you do that. You'll come out on the other end with understanding. Jamal, thanks so much for your comments. Thank you for being on, Thora. Uh, my question is, this is a political film. Um, what are you saying by being in it? Well, actually, my involvement stems more from um, the, my Ghost World era. Uh, Terry Zweigoff is you know, a, a native here now, has lived in here many, many, many years, and uh, never leaves his house. So. Uh, but I know I've been coming up to San Francisco for a long, long time. So with this one, for my involvement is more personal. It's kind of a perk for me because uh, my actual character doesn't really drive the story forward in any way. But but to just to be here and be a part of this story, which is yes, it's political, it's timely, definitely makes strong comments about gentrification and the loss of heritage. But also, it, it just is a beautiful love poem to the city of San Francisco, and it's it's spearheaded by a, a, what I believe will be um, one of our, our big up-and-coming directors of, of the next couple of years. Thank you so much. Can you express what kind of emotions came out making this film in your hometown? What kind of well, I, 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 I get a chance. I remember parts of the city because there's always a part of the city that's connected with my life. I mean, whether if I move, go by San Francisco State, that's a part of my life connected with there. If I, if I, if I, uh, there are always these, this parts of the city that's connected with, with my life. Even when I worked in the mission, you know, when I would live, worked in Hunters Point, where, where we shot on Evans Street, I got hit by a car when I was five years old, broke my, broke my right leg, you know what I'm saying? So all these kind of ways in which, in which you, you, you memory, and certainly Golden Gate Park, the Haight-Ashbury, is where I've lived, lived most of my life, you know? The majority of my life, I've lived in Haight-Ashbury for over 60 years. And so, and so all those kind of things are the things that, that I think that, that they, they come alive. But they come alive for me every time. I mean, every time I go down the street in San Francisco, there's a memory somewhere. There's some connection. I don't care where, they, where it is, there's some connection or something happened or something that I, I connect with. All those are the kind of things that, that I think were wonderful, have been wonderful for me. Favorite uh, social activists and political activists in San Francisco. You have a lot to say. Is this uh, being in this film? Is this a political political action for you? Well, I mean, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I think art is political. <laughs> it's going how you want. It. Okay, it, it can be the most innocuous, innocuous thing you would want to see, and it's something political about it. It's something, it's something that tells you even to be distracted is political. It's a political choice and, a, and also a, 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 a political occurrence as well. <laughs> and so, but the, the fact is that this film, uh, I mean, I did Sorry to Bother You with Boots Riley. Because I, I went to school with Boots' father 50 years ago. We were in college students together out on strike in 1968. So I knew, I knew Boots and watched Boots and the way he matured. There's a way in which you mature and the discourse and the conversation is something else, you know. And I think that's, that's the most, most important thing, is that if we, can, if, we can, if we can continue to generate the conversation, listen to what young people say, 
we'll find that what we expect, our expectations are not too far different from what their expectations are, you know? We find out some of the things that we felt 50 years ago or some of the things that they feel now in some way, you know? It may be contextualized a different way. They may, you know, because no moment is the same, but the fact, the fact that we're here talking about this and understanding it. I was, when I was 20 years old, I was at Western Edition Community, uh, Western Edition Community Organization, Waco meeting. I saw, I saw people who have Asian descent, Japanese descent, of African American descent, of European descent. Everybody was there talking about how do we, how do we retain our power and, and, and retain our, our, our presence in our communities, you know. And you, this is a long process, you know. It's a real process. Okay then. All right. All right then. Take care. That was writer, director, producer Joe Talbot, actor Jimmy Fails, Rob Morgan, Jamal Trulove, Thora Birch, and obviously Danny Glover. Star-studded, if you will. Ooh. Are you tired listening to this? I mean, <laughs> I'm tired of rethinking about it. Yeah, that day was like you, it was stressful. We, I think we, I think you and I both came away from it wondering if Mercury was in retrograde. <laughs> Just because there's a lot. It was a little before bit of Murphy. It was a Murphy's Law kind of uh, before and after also carpet. because Shard didn't get home till who knows what time. I ended up staying up till probably the time you actually got home because oh, you know it's just one of those things where you're kind of like vibing off the whole night. And then you get home and you're like, "What fucking time is it?" <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, where and then trying to find food. I took Bart. I got to. Uh, I was at, um, in Berkeley. Um, and you have to transfer. Transfer, and so the the train, the transfer train was supposed to come in like one or two minutes, and it just didn't come. And then all of a sudden, welcome to my life. And I'm like, oh, where's this train? And I'm looking at the clock, and it's like twelve oh five at this point. Tired. <laughs> and I'm like, next thing you know, they they make an announcement, and they're just like, oh, it's you know the train's delayed, something blocking the trail, the tracks, blah blah blah. Um, you're moving platforms, switch to the other side. I'm like, okay, no big deal. 45 minutes later. Dude. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, I, I, you really paid for it. The two minute transfer (laughs) took about an hour. (sighs) At one point I was like thinking, I was like, should I like try to catch a cab back to my car? I know. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. But, um, what'd you think of, uh, last black man in San Francisco? I loved it. Um, the only quote unquote problem was some of the audio where we were sitting in the That's Castro. Right, we were at the we were top. up in the, the-, uh, the balcony. But um, so I'm going to see it again. And I, it's just a lot to chew on. And um, Jonathan Majors, who plays Montgomery, Jimmy's best friend, I thought had the breakout um, performance yes. in that film. And this is the one thing with red carpets. If you don't see the movie before, you just you're just um, well. I'm just gonna say it, you're free balling out there. Right. <laughs> you're just like getting who you can, and but you just you don't know who's who and what role they really play in the film, right? Until you see it, and man, I saw him running up and down the carpet, uh-huh. and I just I didn't know I should have grabbed him, but I don't know how much press he did either because he really never came into. 
to the end of the carpet where we were. So, um, but he, I I think he steals the entire film. Um, And I, depending on how the rest of the year goes in terms of films, I wouldn't be surprised if he's nominated for a bunch of stuff. I thought he was really powerful. And the visuals of San Francisco. So pretty. So pretty. And, um, And parts of San Francisco that you're not used to seeing in movies. Nope. You know? Or, or, um, or the people of San Francisco you're not used to seeing in films. Right. Um, homeless, uh, your tech bros, your, your tenderloin folks. It's just, it's, it's really poetic. They did a great job. And I don't think you have to be from San Francisco to see the film and to appreciate it. Right. Um, it's a story for all big uh cities that are ha- that uh, gentrification is happening to right right um if you don't know the word gentrification just google it <laughs> um starbucks might pop up i don't know um <laughs> kidding not really um but i just yeah i loved it there's just really good art coming out of the bay area um oh and you know we didn't we haven't mentioned yet that this is Part of San Francisco week because Thursday, uh, Tuesday. Yes, we had um, the cast from uh, Tales from the City. Correct, that Ange interviewed. Right, thankfully. So it's yeah. a San Francisco themed week. Yeah, it's on very Bitch Talk. it's very San Francisco this week. SF, if you will, um, never San Fran. So um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see this film again. I can't wait to see what happens to it as the year goes on. It's mm-hmm. getting a lot of great press. Um, I have to say right now, I tweeted about it, that for at least my favorites this year so far are um, Booksmart, um, Last Black Man in San Francisco, um, Ask Dr. Ruth, The Farewell, and Miss Purple Film. So a couple of those aren't out just yet, um, but you can see Ask Dr. Ruth and Booksmart for sure right now, and then Last uh, Black Man in SF uh, comes out in June. So there's a lot of good films that have already come out or are coming out soon. And then we'll see what the fall brings. Yeah. <laughs> Get prepared. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen Who the rest kno- of the year? Who knows? Who knows in general? If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions. <laughs>